And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Border security, depressed air travel, logistical challenges to distribution, a sharp drop in overall global trade, supply issues have complicated production, labor shortages, scarcity of gasoline availability, disruptions to the flow of chemicals from Southeast Asia, all have made it difficult for cocaine traffickers who normally hide their activities behind uh, the cover of legal movement of goods. The opium harvests in Afghanistan have been hamstrung. Cocaine output in Colombia have been uh, knocked back. Synthetic drug production in Mexico have been capped. So it's about getting the right product to the right place at the right time. And measures intended to curb the coronavirus pandemic are also creating obstacles to to that goal for the above the above traffickers. The only good side, there is a good side coming out of this for some. It is going to force the disadvantaged, and I use quotation marks, those of you watching live today are seeing that, uh, disadvantaged people into the drug trade. So we have that to look forward to. Yay! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It's Fat Pile Friday, by the way. So, I hope that Earl Thomas, the NFL player in Austin, is okay. I I, I want him to be okay. I know we talked about it yesterday, and we talked about it on Pat this morning. That uh, the Friday show, 5-8-2020, for those of you listening live, that uh, Earl Thomas had some problems, you know, they got into a fight with the wife, and the wife tracked him down because, you know, he cannot leave the house without, you know, Snapchatting what's happening in his life. And uh, we also, the one thing that I'm looking forward to about the Earl Thomas case is that there is video. One of the girlfriends that she brought with her had a video and was recording what was going on so whenever they release that we'll get to see that again because they talked about her holding the gun which she thought was empty because she pulled the magazine out but there was still a bullet in the chamber like a foot from his head but he's lucky to be alive but today or actually you know uh earlier last night someone got hit in austin Earl Thomas, this happened in Austin. Austin Bergstrom International Airport. Southwest Airline plane is coming into land. Holy crap, there's a person on the runway. And they try to swerve out of the way. Ooh. Now you know how quick it is and easy it is. You can just maneuver those airplanes around. They've got you know, the runways are just like giant parking lots. So you just swerve out of the way and you mess them and you move on. Oh no. No, that didn't happen at all. Now the person didn't have an ID. We we haven't decided. We don't know who he is yet, or she. I'm not sure. It just talked about uh, the person on the runway as it landed and was hit by the airline. The the pilot did try to swerve out of the way, but the person uh, uh, was not dressed as an airport worker. Did not have any identification. So I hope and pray that it's not Earl Thomas. Although I, I don't know why I would do that because still someone actually got hit and killed by an airplane on the runway. But just like Earl Thomas says, stuff like this happens. We try to live the best lives we possibly can. Sometimes it doesn't go as planned. I mean, you look at the picture. The airline did try to swerve out of the way and ding. I mean, <laughs> the engine underneath the wing has got a giant dent where this person got hit by the airplane. What are you doing out on the out on the landing strip, man? What are you doing? And if you're a pilot on cruise control landing in Austin, he just took off from Dallas. You go to Dallas to Houston, it's almost like you're up in the air and then you're back down again. Uh, it's pretty fast. It certainly feels that way if you're on the flight. 
There was about 50 some people on the flight, I believe. Uh, I'm pissed if I'm one of the passengers because now I'm stuck. I'm stuck in Austin. It was supposed to be just a quick hop down to Austin, throw some people on, let's go. Uh, ding. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, Mr. Ayers never hit anyone on the runway. But we've swerved out of the way a few times. But what are you thinking when you're coming down to the runway and you're just landing this thing? We're landing in Austin. We'll be yeah, please prepare for landing. Holy crap. Holy crap, there's a guy on the runway. Hurry. I mean, if you're in the plane, you're all of a sudden swerving. The other wing is up in the air. You're riding left and right. And you're like, what the heck is going on? And then you hear a... Did we just hit a deer or something? No, human. Wow. I mean, that stinks. That stinks. Now, and, and then they shut down the runway, of course. I mean, I get it. It's like highways. You know, they, they shut it down. I'm thinking... Okay, we hit the guy. Uh, we take a look around. We don't know why he was there. We drag him out of the way. We pull let the plane pull up out of the way. Take the plane into the shop and let the air let open up the runway. Let's go. But no, they had it closed. They still only had one runway. So Austin was you know been backed up forever. Just really sad. Really, I know it's really sad. I'm I'm not making fun of someone getting killed by getting hit by an airplane on a runway where they shouldn't have been. Don't know why person was out there. I mean, do you really want to go out by getting hit by a plane? Are you out for a walk at an airport? Are they letting people just on? I mean, we're supposed to get out and get a stroll. I mean, this is social distancing at its best. Right. I mean, there's no, Hey, look, there's a big fenced in area where nobody is, nobody is at. I'll just go walking out there. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. It's all lit up. Looks good out here. I can just hang out and I can do a little, little walking around. Wow. What is that? All of a sudden there's lights in the sky coming down at me. I probably should try to. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was going to move on, but I can't. All right, so how bad? Like we we get upset, but we talk about you know people getting going crazy on airplanes and they have to you can't get off and they have to bring in the authorities or someone you know some kid is running crazy or you've got COVID nineteen somebody's coughing and whatever the case is you're stuck on this plane right and you can't get to where you got to go it gets delayed. This is I mean on top of the actual death of a human getting hit by a plane, which is sad enough. Now you've got 53 people plus the workers stuck on this plane out on the runway. They're going to have to wait for the investigation. You're not pulling in. You're not. We're just going to go ahead and pull this thing into the shop and get everybody off. And then we're going to take a look, try to figure out what happened. I mean, they've got to figure out what happened. They've got to ask. I mean, every passenger, did you see anything? Nope. I was just looking out the window. The next thing I knew, I was. I was leaning far to the right. I heard a thump, and something flew by the window. That's all I saw. Can I go now? And who's who's getting the luggage? You know, I mean, you're just like, can you send someone to? I'm just gonna go. And uh, no, you can't leave yet. I mean, you, those people are. You're stuck there. You're stuck in Austin for a while. There's no question. I would be surprised if any of some of them may have left by now, because uh, this was you know last night eight eight o'clock eight fifteen something like that last night. So you may have left if you didn't see anything, right? If you saw something, like if you said, oh, yeah, I saw the guy with a sign uh, when we were coming down, and I wondered, Jesus, is he going to get hit? Boom. And he did. And uh, I thought, wow, you don't see that every day. <laughs> All right, I'll let it go. All right, I'm sorry. Rest in peace to the person that got hit by the plane. We're sorry. I hope everything was okay. Obviously, it wasn't. You were struggling with something, and you shouldn't have been out there. And you should just get help. If you're thinking to yourself, this is a, this is maybe a little PSA from chewing the fat. All right. If you're thinking to yourself today, man, life sucks. I'm going to go walk in front of a plane as it's landing on a runway. Don't. This has been a PSA from chewing the fat. All right. So I'll move on.
because I want to talk a little bit about uh, what we're watching and how we're watching it. I was reading this. Uh, it's kind of a study, a recap of what's been going on uh, cable-wise from uh, you know Comcast and uh, Xfinity viewing data since the uh, you know since the COVID nineteen locking. So the average household is putting in an extra work days worth of viewing each week. Each week, watching eight more hours, eight plus more four hours per week than they were in early March. Okay. So we're watching about 66 hours of television a week. That seems low, but maybe that's just my household. Because if you, I mean, mean, the the average before was 57. So, I mean, that's, that still sounds like an awful lot. really. So customers are feeling, uh, According to this, uh, all the days are blurring together. Yeah, whatever. Um, normally, we see noticeable distinctions between weekend and weekday viewing behaviors. Customers typically watch far more programming on the weekend. It's also when they tend to take a break from their DVRs and watch more on-demand content, uh, including you know renting and purchasing movies. Since the start of the uh, COVID-19 uh, distinctions have become blurred. Uh, the viewing levels and trends are more like weekend viewing. Uh, Monday has become a more popular day to watch television than Saturdays. 40% of the viewing during uh, late night hours. So people are staying up longer, of course. They don't have to get up, right? Uh, they're sleeping in longer, so the morning viewing is down. So they're watching more at night. They're sleeping in longer. So the hours between 6 a.m., and 8 a.m. are down a little bit. Uh, 64% increase in consumption of news programming. Well, we've seen the numbers really increase on the network news and the cable news programs really go up. I mean, you're talking about a 64% increase in news programming of, of consuming that? I mean, that's huge. Those are big numbers. I mean, even my main man, Lester Holt, has seen some advantages from that. Uh, we have, uh, there was something else in here. We find uh, the, the decrease in DVR usage is usually, uh, is usually means that there's a huge uptick in video on demand, right? So you don't watch the DVR, you watch the video on demand. Well, uh, what's going, what's happening is people are using the what to watch and surprise me commands on their cable boxes. And these are for people who have the cable boxes, right? But all the, all the, I'm sure all the streaming places are up as well with the, uh, what's trending, what's new. Hey, you watch this. How about watch this? Uh, I'm sure those are all up because we've watched everything, right? We've watched all the stuff that we had saved, We've watched stuff that we said, oh, you know, we were halfway through a season and we stopped because it was kind of boring and you're tired of it. But you now you've gone back and finished it. So you're looking for new stuff. I mean, that's why the Netflix, the movies, the extraction is so big. The dangerous lies. I watched that. And that really isn't that good. It was just a, it was just like a TV movie, you know, made for TV movie. That's what it felt like. But it's like one of the top movies on Netflix because it's new. It's new and we're looking for something. We want new content. Uh, just incredible. So uh, I, you know, and people. He, I'm going to interrupt with that too. You also have the new TV show that was not new. Season four of Working Moms. Eight episodes. Netflix original. Boom. I was done in eight hours. <laughs> Working Moms. Why haven't I seen this? Is it a Netflix original? Yes, it's a Netflix original and it's fantastic. Okay. If you say so. I'm going to have to now hold on. Just pause one second. I was working moms. Working moms. Or what are they working on? It's a big boy show. They're working on, is, you know. Uh, this is the Canadian sitcom? Yes. It's Canadian sitcom, yes. So it's not a Netflix original, by the way. So what you know. They sell it as Netflix. a Netflix original. It's just a Netflix show on Netflix. Okay. okay anyway, tell, tell, tell me about the show. 
sell it to me. Make me want to watch it. It follows four moms, and it's a comedy sitcom kind of thing. And then they're trying to just to live their life with working and babies, and some of them are not really good moms and some of them are the really good struggle moms. that lies with no no the struggle that's when the humor and comedy ensues my god you are pathetic seriously that is not a big guy show uh, no no that is a big guy show for those of us that just want to be home with our family is it watch comedy and laugh after a hard day? Ugh. Okay, so we'll get on to uh, you know other other things than uh, trying to get me involved in watching a stupid show that I'm going to get involved watching anyway. Uh, let's talk about uh, Julie Norris. All right, you haven't met her yet, but she didn't pay her rent in April or May, and guess what? She doesn't plan on paying her rent in June or July. <laughs> okay, so Julie. How's it going? Look, we have so many people living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I'm an unemployed restaurant worker from Midtown Manhattan. Workers are all suffering right now. So I am part of a growing group called Cancel the Rents. And we're, we're putting together a nationwide movement demanding immediate changes for housing payments during the COVID-19 pandemic. We demand, this is uh, when cancel the rents are putting their fist down or foot down or slamming something down. They demand cancellation of rent. They demand housing the homeless and to demand we fund people's needs, not Wall Street bailouts. Okay. With the U.S. Department of Labor reporting tens of millions of Americans now unemployed, I mean, they're reporting, what, 33.5 million? And you know it's more than that, right? I mean, those are the people that are actually looking for a job and get unemployment payments. Then you have, I mean, there's how how many more millions are not even looking because they feel like they can't, there's no job for them to get now. So they're just not working. I mean, it's scary. However, uh, Norris and her group want the government to cover the cost of their rent payments. Uh, okay. So the government is going to cover the cost. So according to uh, Metropolitan State University of Denver, uh, 65% of people paid their rent on time in April. Wow. So, I mean, that's 35% didn't. <laughs> okay. Now that's uh, you know look I don't know and I don't know how many of that thirty five percent that didn't pay their rent on time were people who just said screw you I'm not paying you or they said hey can we work out a deal I can't pay you I can pay you another time can I pay less rent can I you know I'm only I don't have money coming in I can I can pay you this much I'm here I don't think that they can get kicked out right they can't kick you out. No, There's no, no, way. no. And then, you know, for example, now you have uh, the guy from New York saying no evictions until August, I think he said. Right. And right. I really I'm really curious well, if I'm there, if I'm in New York and they say no evictions till August. Oh, I'm not paying. No payment. I'm not even August. even if I can pay, I'm not going to pay. Yeah. Right. Are we, are we on yes. the same page that yes. even if I can pay. I'm not going to pay because you're telling state. me I can't get kicked out. I'm Absolutely. Not now, think of the the consequences of doing this. Make sure you're not a a goofball and spend all this money on something else. I would never do that. My gosh, Chris, but, you know me. Save, save, save. But <laughs> wow, I mean, that's my motto. Save, save, save. I wow, you just. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm embarrassed that you think anything else but that. All right, never mind. I'll stop right there then. I okay, will, I will, I will because, not give you no more advice on okay. if you're going to decide not to pay rent in New York because you're not going to get evicted. I'm just going to leave it right there. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's right. 
So anyway, the ramifications. That's all you got? Wow. I think I'm with Julie Norris. I think I'm with cancel the rents. Cancel the rents. Well, who? what's the one guy? Wasn't he in New York too? The guy that said the, the rent's too damn high or whatever? That ran for president forever? He runs for president every freaking year? What's his stupid name? He's got to be, he, I wonder if he's part of cancel the rents. Because his deal was, I mean, his deal was the rent's too damn high, right? He wasn't talking about canceling the rents. He was saying, you're charging me too much. I mean, maybe he's turned into a, maybe he's changed. Maybe nothing happened with the rents too damn high. You know what? Cancel the rents. Cancel the rents. Let's go to the, the break room. I need a Coca-Cola Zero. Desperately, desperately after the conversation I just got done having off the air, which you will not be privy to, okay? I just, I'm not sharing with you. <sighs> I will at some point, I promise. Be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, okay? Please, just subscribe. And... It's very simple. You're listening to this show right now. Just subscribe. Go f- pick a platform, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and just go to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe. It's real simple. Okay? You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, but most importantly, subscribe to the podcast and uh, download the shows and listen to them and enjoy them and be make us part of your life. Okay? Do that. Now, let's talk about the other day we talked about Elon Musk. And his new baby, and uh, his, with his uh, with his partner, uh, his uh, of whatever her silly name is, Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, his silly partner. So he was on uh, some podcast that a few people listen to. Uh, you mean the Joe Rogan Experience podcast? Is that it? Yes. People actually listen to that? Yes. And by the way, if we remember, if we, if we want to do a flashback, the last time Elon Musk was with Joe Rogan was when he smoked uh, that yeah. pot and yeah. got in big, big trouble and almost lost his company. Yeah, well, I mean, that was also around the time where he had tweeted some stuff about... No, like uh, I said, this was the time when he was with Joe Rogan and decided to participate smoking the pot, and he almost lost the company. <laughs> but, but amazingly, I mean, nobody listens to that podcast. No, no, no. Millions of the people Joe do Rogan not download experience. that podcast daily. So it's just, you know, nobody listens, so nobody even knew he was on. So he didn't get in any trouble at all. So he's on again. I mean, do I have to say it out loud? I got it, okay? The Joe Rogan experience. I got it. By okay. the way, who would have thought? Me. Who would have thought the guy from Fear Back Factor, the guy from Fear Factor, will be the leading guy on podcast in 2020? And good for him. And, you know, oh no, you know, absolutely. You no, know, the guy created Fear Factor, created MMA. Now he's doing this podcast. Okay. Well, are you looking for a job with him or something? I mean, I got. Oh, it. I will tell you this right now, Jeff Fisher. If Joe Rogan comes knocking at that door. I am in. And yeah. then, what? How do you say the name? <laughs> well, uh, is I, it a placeholder? Yeah, first of all, my partner is the one that uh, actually mostly came up with the name. Congratulations to her. Yeah, yeah, she's great at names. Um, so we caught that. I mean, it's fun. just X, the letter X, um, and then the A E is like pronounced Ash. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Joe's laughing. And then uh, A12 is Michael. Pause this for a second. All right, so he's laughing at at, at most at Elon's kid's name. That pisses me off. And in the end of this, I'm going to point out that nobody caught this. Now, I'd like to, I'm going to have to go back and watch the whole thing, that whole interview, because where this cuts off uh, on the the, the cuts that was. Yes, I want to know. Elon's pissed. Yep. And and I understand it. Being a person who has named their children a little differently. Yeah, Maximilian. Like, oh, who, it's Maximus. Yeah, Maximilian. Like, who names their kids Not the Maximilian? Maximilian. 
no one would name their kid God awful Maximilian. Okay, Maximus. That's his first name, and he has two other middle names. And my daughter has. And then Maya. Who spells Maya like that? The world. The world of Fisher household. The world. See, now you're pissing me off, too. But anyway, so they're in this interview. So he laughs. And, and, uh, Joe had it was a funny line with the placeholder. But then he laughs when he says Asher. That, uh, uh, what, he, he's laughing at people's names? Anyway, go ahead. And then uh, A12, A12 is my contribution. Oh, why A12? Uh, Archangel 12, the precursor to the SO-71. Coolest plane ever. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs again. Sure. I agree. Okay, so Elon backs up away from the mic and goes, true, like, uh, yeah, dude, that's what I named my kid, okay? I mean, I, really, it's fascinating. So his, we went so, over it the other day, and look, I got it. It's, it's a strange way to name your kid. Yes. And, you know, it's not Bill Musk. It's not, we call Michael Musk. It's okay. It's not, I named him Archie because I love the Royals. No, it's none of that. No. But I get it. I get the the wanting of to be able to be different. You, you want your child to be recognized. Yes. Yes. And so and it really I was really surprised that uh that Rogan who I don't think has any children. No. Um let me let me double uh, check, but I don't think he does. That he kind of laughs at that. Uh you know, kind of funny. Now if he would have built it up with did you do it as a joke or was it Never something mind. that you really liked? He does have got children. Like Eighty kids. He does have. He has uh, three children. Okay, good. His wife gave him two daughters in 2009, and another one in 2010. And what are their names? Jill, Joy, so the Joel. Names. Are... Junior. Please oh, he has a names. stepdaughter too. So the stepdaughter name is Kayla. Rose. Yeah, that's not his kid. He didn't name that kid. No. Is there an issue? The internet connection down? Am I? No, yeah. no, no. I got it. I got it. Uh, okay, don't, let's don't have be, them. Don't be dissing my internet like you always. We, by the way, we'll go back to that. You dissing my internet all the time. But like we said, Kayla Rose is the stepchild. Then you got okay. Lola Rogan. Is it Kayla or Keja? Keja. I think Keja. it's Keja. Yeah, Keja. Keja Rose. I, I just found it myself with a faster internet connection, by the way. But uh, I'm just saying that it looks like it's Keja. Keja. Or Kaja. Kaja? Yeah, it could be Kaja. Kaja. No, it's yeah. Kaja. K-A-Y-J-A. Um, I kind of like that. Keja. I do like That's that. Pretty. Yes, I do like that. Um, then you got Lola Rogan. I like that. Lola. Yeah. It's like Lilo, but Lola. And then. I, I mean, I wouldn't be laughing at Elon's name, I'll tell you that, with Lola. And what's the other one? Rosie. Yeah. Oh, boy. That took some doing, huh? Oh, it's named after my great aunt. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right. I mean, they're, they're fine. Yeah, they're I'm fine really, names. I'm really curious to see. Don't be laughing at Elon's Yes. I'll be, I'm be curious to see why, what happens after he laughs at the name. Because yeah, once, once at the end when Elon says true, I mean, he backs up like true. Yeah, because I believe that he's also laughing at really, dude. A twelve. So you name your kid after an airplane? Like who does that? And that's a lot of judgment coming Eight. from Joe Rogan. Like, okay, so is the pronunciation X Ash A twelve? Because I love it. I'm in. X Ash A twelve. Who's a good little baby? X Ash A twelve. Come here. I love you. X Ash. A twelve, come here. What's how do you, what's short? Is there a short? Is it just twelve? No, Ash. It's gonna be baby Ash. X is the first letter. Is it X? Baby X, but then that kind of feels that is like a non-gender baby. Ooh, well, baby with the wife though. I mean, and by the way, I love. Thank you, thank you for pointing that out. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend. We're not, you know, husband and wife. We're not long term, my partner. So yeah, my back partner. off out there. Don't be yeah. labeling me. X Ash, X Ash Archangel Twelve. Who's a good little baby? Come here, X Ash Archangel Twelve. I like it actually. The more I say it, I like it. By the way, 
I want to. We, we got to do a no we, Maximus, Maya, or Elvis, but we got to do a Jeff. Well, not a Jeff. A CTF prediction. X Ash A twelve. Is that going to be a new baby Archangel. name? Archangel. Is that going to be a new baby name? Is are we going to see more X Ash A twelve babies out there? Yes, I think so. I think this is going to be Absolutely. like the new Archie, where Archie picked up, you know, the the name. I think this is going to be the new Archie. Archibald. Archibald. Oh, sorry. Archibald. There's there is some uh, some royal news too, uh, as long as you bring up Archie, because you know we had Harry uh, selling his rifles, his big. I mean, they're fifty thousand dollars a piece rifles, selling them because Megan doesn't like them. I'm telling you, year and a half. Or he's gone. Or they need they the need money. The they need the yeah, cash. They need the cash. And this I is a, about that too. and this is an easy way. They go. This is the conversation with. Okay, Megan. We know that you don't like rifles. Let's not make this about us being poor. So the statement that we're going to give the press yeah. is that I you don't that like. Too, yeah. We need the like money. Them. I got rid of them for we you. We need the money. But we like, just need, we need, we the, need cash. the money. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I believe that that's that's a definite possibility. And I thought they were living in uh, uh, Elton John's neighborhood in Los Angeles, but I saw a story this morning that talks about how they're living in uh, Beverly Hills in Tyler Perry's house in Beverly Hills. Now Tyler Perry does not live in a dump. I'll guarantee you that. Just so you realize, Tyler Perry's dump is an eight-bedroom, twelve-bathroom villa. That steps up, that sits up atop the hill on top of Beverly Ridge Estates. Uh, that's a that's a pretty nice place to be hanging out. Okay, you know? <laughs> and they're talking about them going for walks. It's twenty two acres. They don't have to leave to take a walk. Okay, you're not leaving the estate to take a walk. So that's I I don't know. What, they say that happened that they've been staying there the whole time. But uh, I don't know about that because we've seen them walking in neighborhoods and stuff, right? That was the Elton neighborhood. And that was what maybe they said it was the Elton neighborhood because that's where his Beverly Hills house is, not the not the other dump, right? We just mistook it for the other place. Yep. And by the way, if we want to go through the schematics of this, you know, it has eight bedrooms, 12 so I bathrooms. Said, yeah, I, said, yeah, I said that already. You did? said that already oh because i'm still stuck at the 12 bathrooms they just how many helps do they have they don't have that much help because dad is flipping the bill so do you really need 12 bathrooms and i'm sorry yes and i'm sorry why are why why are we saving this couple why are we responsible for this couple they decided (laughs) to no longer be a royal Figure it out like the rest of America. First, they said, first they were eating out of the tit of Britain, Brit, uh, the London, yeah. the UK, right? Then they said, no, we don't want that anymore. Let's go to Africa. No, we don't want to do that anymore. Okay, let's go to Canada. We'll stay in a mansion from our friend. And yeah. you know what? No, let's go to California. And another friend will stay at his house. Why? Well, he's not even a friend with them. He's no. a friend with Oprah. Oprah. Friend with and, this- and Oprah's doing it because she's going to get first interview dibs with them. And by the way, this also shows CTF is right about the godparents. Because we forgot that Godfather Elton John, I'm sorry, Sir Elton John, let yeah. them use the plane and let them use the house yeah. as well. Yeah. So we found who Godfather is. I believe we just found who Godmother is. Yeah. Oprah. Godmother is Oprah, and now yeah. she's talking to Tyler Perry. I'm sorry, Oprah. Like, I know you and Tyler are best friends, but you should not be going. You get a house. You get a house. You get a house. You get a eight-bedroom house. You get a 12-bathroom oh. house right on top of somebody, the hill. Somebody, somebody is jealous. Jealous? I'm not saying who on the show. No, I'm I am pissed. But someone I am is a little p- because we're still treating them like royals. Somebody's Let them suffer. You know I, what? I'm sorry that you have to pay for your house. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize that you have to pay for that that shack that you live in in Fort Worth, Texas. I apologize that Oprah's not footing the bill. Didn't call up 
you know, and call up Tyler Perry to get in his uh, get in his Dallas estate. Wow, take it easy. It'll be okay. How many bathrooms you got? You, I mean, you got a couple bathrooms. What more do you need? No wonder you're complaining about a house with twelve bathrooms. I mean, take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> So we got to get to the coronavirus case uh, numbers. Uh, worldwide, 3,952,162 total cases, uh, 271,884 deaths worldwide at the time of this recording for chewing the fat. In the United States of America, we have 1,295,673 total cases, 77,092 total deaths uh, at the time of this recording. Let's go down to China and see if they've broken the magical 83,000 mark of total cases. No, they have not, but it's, they're getting closer because they have one new case uh, already. So they're at 82,886 total cases. So they're, they're getting close to that 83,000 mark, but they're not quite there yet. TSA checkpoint travel numbers. Uh, oh, yesterday, big day. 190,863 people through the turnstile. So we're starting to pick them back up. Now, let's not forget that 53 of those are still locked down in Austin because they hit a guy on the runway. So, you know, people out wandering around the runway. Well, there was that little bit of an issue. Uh, the FDA has approved a phase two trial of a coronavirus vaccine, this Moderna. So the company is hoping to start phase three this summer. Okay, good. Uh, Illinois governor says churches may not reopen for a year or more because of coronavirus. Oh, isn't that special? That's nice. Uh, I love that we were talking about the TSA. This story's been in the fat pile for a while now, and I'm not quite sure I think it's that big of a deal. Uh, the headline is the TSA hoarded 1.3 million N95 masks, even though airports are empty and it doesn't need them. Well, they're still open. Uh, people are still going through the turnstiles. I know we've been giving you the numbers and they're dramatically down. Uh, you know, I mean, dramatically down. So it feels like nobody is going through the turnstiles, but there are humans going through the turnstile and they do need them. I, 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 I think that's okay. I don't think I would call that hoarding. I think that would actually be a bonus point for the TSA, which they don't get many of, by the way. Uh, so that if they have something extra uh, in the closet that they are that they're ready to do their jobs. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, I, I can't I can't say bad bad things about that particular thing. Uh, you know, the N95 mask. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff we can say bad things about the, you know, the TSA, if you'd like. Uh, de Blasio, uh, New York City won't reopen fully uh, until maybe September. That's good to know. And he's already told people, man, we'd love to let you guys get together and protest and talk about stuff like that. But no, you can't do that. So, I'm sure it's in the Constitution. Sure. <laughs> sure, you could. They tell you that you can get together like that in a Constitution thing, but no, we're in an emergency and uh, human lives are at stake. So, there's no, there's no getting together. Now, if you want to get together at one person at a time, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> For just a couple of minutes outside your building, yeah, maybe that's fine. But together as a group to protest stuff like me locking down things? <laughs> nope, I can't do that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, can't do that. Um more and more places are making you uh, wear masks and show up things. But we talked about how the shortage of uh, condoms uh, were happening. But there is a, a condom sales are down now. I mean, that's what happens. You start getting stories about condoms, you know, running a shortage. And now you've hurt their sales. But the good news is Michigan, uh, the great state of Michigan with the great governor, whatever her name is, Whitmer, Whitmer, whatever. Uh, you know, 
dictator. I can't remember her last name. And, it's uh, uh, Governor Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, no, no, no. no it wasn't, oh, no, sorry, she wasn't. sorry. The W is not. It's not silent. It's Whitmer. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I thought the W was silent. Yeah. No. 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 Hitler. Oh wow! You got to learn to pronounce the name. I am so, so sorry. So they are uh, sending out special deliveries to uh, lockdown lovers. They're giving away free condoms to uh, to the people, which is actually probably pretty good since we got news. Where is that story? We got news. Why don't I have it in front of me right now? We got news that coronavirus is staying in semen. So why? Wow, there it is. Hold on. I knew I, trust me, I have that story where I can get to it, okay? Uh, Coronavirus found in men's semen. They don't know how long it lives. They don't know if it's still alive. They just know that they found it in the semen. So, Again, the story, the original story was it, it hangs tough in the male genitalia, and then now it's hanging even tougher in the male semen. So, I mean, it's, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why the military said, uh, no, you know, once you catch it, you're done. I don't know. I, I really, I, I have no now, idea. I, I want to double check before we close out, you know, the show because. Uh, no one knows this, but I have closed captions as we record the show, so it's much easier for me to write notes for the show. And my closed captions say seamen, as in sailors. Yes. So, okay. All right. Duh. I mean, hello. And I'll leave you with uh, California, and I'm sure this is a complete coincidence to what happened here in Dallas with the the salon owner uh, being jailed and then being set free. Uh, California has identified a source of the coronavirus community spread. And uh, they have now said, and the governor has come out and said in his statement, in his speech, in his statement, uh, yeah, we found out that the nail salons uh, were the first community spread uh, here. And so... I'm really worried about that, and uh, we've got a lot of red flags. So there you have it. Uh, nail salons are the reason that coronavirus has spread throughout at least the state of California. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. No, no. Why? Why do they have to speak? Why? This is, I don't want them to speak. I want to like them. We just got done, you know, I should have seen it coming. We we should have seen it coming. So I just got done telling you that Christopher Maloney was coming back to Law & Order, year season 22. They were bringing him back, and they were bringing him back because he was supposed to come back this season, but because of the pandemic, he's not coming back, but they're still going to work him into the new season whenever it starts again. And they're bringing him back because he's going to be a spinoff new series about a special organized crime unit, which will be fun. I mean, it should be good, but I want to like it and I want to watch it without having to think about what he says in real life. And now he's come out and of course he's out interviewing, right? He's got to make the rounds. He's got to promote his stuff because we're, you know, things are loosening up. You never know when we're going to start filming again. And he's got a, you know, he, he comments, uh, the DOJ authoritarian for dropping the Michael Flynn case. He just goes, uh, it's, it's just, it's, a, it's, we take another step closer to corrupt authoritarian rule. Yes, we do. Uh, Mr. Maloney, uh, perhaps you should take a look around in New York. You know, the city that you spent so much time in and probably still live in and the city that you're going to be shooting television shows in. Maybe you ought to look around there before you start casting aspersions on Washington, D.C. I mean, please don't make it possible so that I can watch it. So I, otherwise, I'm not going to be able to watch it. I mean, this is going to drive me insane. I mean, we, we heard from what's his face again, the other New Yorker that I just can't take. He's such a douche. <sighs> De Niro, what's Robert this? De Niro. Yes, Robert De Niro. We heard from him again. I mean, I just can't. I just can't. And I'll be surprised now. I, we didn't talk about it this morning on Pat, but uh, I'll be surprised. It's looking like Biden might not make it, and not because of his health. 
I mean, this is actually a good excuse for them to get rid of him without having to blame it on his health. They could just blame it on what's happening with this sexual assault allegation and other sexual assault allegations, but they can get rid of him and use that without having to blame it on Joe's lost his mind and he's not, he doesn't remember anything. And we just send grandpa Joe back to the ranch and he can be by himself. But you know, who do they have? And of course, you know, De Niro is yapping with, he's yapping with the, the late night. What's his face? From the late show, Stephen Colbert. He's, he's talking to Stephen Colbert, who is, you know, their new and has been for a while, though, you know, the go to, we hate all things uh, conservative guy. So he's talking to, to Colbert, who is in and of himself agonizing. But uh, De Niro's on there. He's talking about, you know, Cuomo being the possible guy. Great. That'd be wonderful. I want Cuomo to go up against Trump. Any of these guys go up against Trump. That'd be great. As long as it's not Michelle Obama. Okay. I know it's a uh, fat pile Friday and uh, we've got to get to a little bit of the fat pile. So uh, a couple things that you can uh, take with you uh, as uh, for on fat pile Friday, Twitch, the video game streaming site owned by Amazon is planning to launch original unscripted shows akin to reality TV. Yay. So there's more, uh, more programming, more content coming to every streaming site in the world. Um, we heard, uh, Lyft, Airbnb, Uber have all announced layoffs. Uh, they've seen at least a 70% drop in rideshare business. Uh, wow. I mean, Request in cities worst hit by COVID-19, the Airbnb struggling with reservations and cancellations have become widespread. Uh, Uber just reported a $3 billion loss. That is uh, just, and you can quote me on this, not good for Uber. So there's that. And one of the things I was reading as I'm digging through things today, and I, and I thought, Wow, that's really weird. I'm going to have to look into that more. I want to hear from someone. Uh, maybe you can email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. That uh, a study found that gas stoves can make indoor air two to five times dirtier than outdoor air. So the problem is because they're in a third of the U.S. households and they cook better than electric stoves, by the way. Um one analysis found children in those households have a 42% chance of getting a- asthma, a higher chance of getting asthma. The report uh, said switch to electric, which can release significantly fewer toxic gases. And if you can't, consider things like opening the windows, cooking on the back burners, using an air purifier. I mean, okay. You say so. How about we just... I don't know. It just seems really weird. Because I, I like gas. Uh, it's cheaper. And I'm, not, I'm talking about cooking, you know, cooking gas. You know, not that type of gas. Although, I'm not necessarily not a fan of that gas. So, I'll leave you with uh, a, happy little, a happy little story, okay? Just a happy little, little thing. Um... The 29th year in a row, right now, one dog breed has been named the most popular in the United States by the American Kennel Club. And you cannot, you cannot go up against the American Kennel Club. All right, they will. <laughs> you go up against the American Kennel Club Mafia, man. You are going down. All right. So, top 10 breeds in the United States, according to the American Kennel Club, and for the 29th year in a row, one dog breed has been named the most popular in the U.S. All right? So, you want to start at number one or number ten? Okay, number ten. Pembroke Welsh Corgi coming in at number ten as the most popular breed in America. The German short-haired pointer 
Well, I don't know. Maybe that's where they got you, got the saying, and they got you by the short hairs. Uh, number eight, a Rottweiler. I love Rottweilers. They're, you know, they're big and nasty, mean dogs, but they're good dogs. Uh, and uh, speaking, I could get in trouble. I can't tell you my Rottweiler story anymore because I saw the girl get in trouble for boxing with her dog and punching the dog on her, on her, uh, streaming channel. And now all the animal rights people are up against her. Stop it. Dogs could take a hit, especially, you know, my, my Rottweiler, man, you had to punch him in between the eyes just to get his attention once in a while. He'd start getting out of control. You just give him a little, okay, I'm back with you now. I mean, that's that's supposed to be good for dogs. Number seven, the number seven uh, most popular dog in America, the Beagle. Number six, the Poodle. Number five, Bulldog. Number four, French Bulldog. Ooh, so you got, I mean, Bulldog's holding strong there at four or five. They're coming into some serious territory. Number, Number three, the Golden Retriever. Yes, we love the Golden Retrievers. Number two, the German Shepherd. And coming in at number one for the 29th year in a row. In a row? The 29th year in a row, in a row, running in a row. Anyway, the number one dog. Say it with me, the Labrador Retriever. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They're pretty dogs. And that's all good. Uh, also, keep an eye out for my YouTube channel, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, make sure you uh, uh, subscribe uh, to, to that as well as subscribing to the podcast. And, and uh, keep a lookout. I've got uh, some new content coming uh, more and more every day. All right. We'll talk to you later. Oh,